La, 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 this la, is it. La, the advice your mom is most likely not going to give you. But if she does, can you give her my phone number? Because I probably want to hang out with her because she's probably cool as shit. <laughs> the advice is you absolutely positively must have sex on your wedding day. Have sex on your wedding day. It's just, I cannot express enough how important this is to me. And and in today's episode, I'm going to explain to you my personal experience with this because I don't know if you know this, but I've actually been married twice. <laughs> Why would anybody take marriage advice from someone who's married twice? Oh, I know why. Because I know exactly how things can go wrong. (laughs) I know exactly what not to do. And also the reason why this topic has just has really become a mission for me. I swear, if I was going to start the Church of Jaina, (laughs) chapter one, verse one in my holy book would be, thou must have sex on your wedding night. (laughs) Okay, so first of all, let me set the tone as to why this makeup artist from Vancouver cares so much about if you have sex on your wedding night or not. Let me also just mention, before I got into makeup and hair, I was actually in university studying to be a psychologist, and I thought that I really wanted to be a relationship sex therapist. My family, we talk very openly about sex. We joke about it, whatever. It's a very comfortable topic, so it's always been something I'm very comfortable talking with, and in my life... I've just had so many crazy experiences uh, around this that I just really, really, really want to be able to help other people. So this is what I'm going down with. <laughs> this is my my picket sign. I am here to fight for wedding night sex. <laughs> Welcome to Big Lash Energy, dedicated to helping you navigate life's hurdles with your head held high. We're celebrating wins, learning from our losses and laughing at ourselves along the way. <laughs> now here's your favorite hype woman, Jaina Marie. Jaina Marie. First of all, when I do hair and makeup for weddings, it's mostly predominantly South Asian couples. Okay, in South Asian couples, I would say probably 90 to 95% of my couples don't live together before they get married. And their weddings are mostly over two days, at least. So the ceremony day, I usually get the bride ready in her family's home, in her childhood bedroom. She gets married, she has her ceremony, they do their other ceremonies back at their homes. And then the bride and groom, because they each probably live with their parents, go to a hotel room on the night of their ceremony. And they do whatever they do on their wedding night in their hotel room. And then they go to sleep. And in the morning, they get woken up to me coming to their hotel room because that is where I get the bride ready for her reception. So I'm going to talk about this now. And I don't, I've never heard other South Asian makeup artists talking about that. And there's a big community of South Asian makeup artists where I live. So we literally walk into your love nest (laughs) like we walk into the room where you just had your wedding night so sometimes I walk in there and I'm stepping over like squished rose petals and a half open bottle of champagne I'm standing there like I don't want to touch the towels can we open a window in here (laughs) no but I always play it really cool like I'm totally oblivious as to what might have happened last night so because I'm there in the room some of the brides and I, we get kind of close and we start talking. And most often than not, a bride would end up explaining to me all the reasons why she and her partner did not have sex the night before. And quite frankly, I got so tired of hearing all the excuses. You know, it was, we were really tired. It was a really long day. It took so long to take my hair down. You know, oh, family came to the room. We had pizza or we got high or whatever. It was honestly, I've heard every excuse as to why a couple doesn't have sex on their wedding night. 
So yeah, I got super tired of hearing about it. So I just decided that I needed to make it my mission (laughs) to try and fix this problem. I wanted to start a movement. So I went on Instagram and I posted a response and it was easily my most shared video I'd ever posted on Instagram. Basically what I did was I just went off saying, hey guys, you absolutely need to be having sex on your wedding night because this sets the tone for the whole rest of your marriage. It's one night. Of course, you're going to be tired. Of course, of course, you're not going to have the energy. But even if it's the worst 30 seconds of sex you've ever had in your life, you just got to get it in. You got to get it in. Because this is the legacy. This is the tone you're setting for the rest of your marriage. And you don't want to say for the rest of your life together, oh, we didn't have sex on our wedding night. Ew. It's literally the most relevant night to make sure that you get it in. So that became kind of the line that people started saying when they were working with me. They'd be like, Jaina, Jaina, don't worry. I, I saw your video and we, I talked it over with my fiance. We're going to get it in tonight. <laughs> like it just really became this hilarious topic of conversation that because I posted this video, my clients felt even more comfortable to talk to me about it. And it really did bring the subject to light. And it felt like for at least that summer, I was doing some good in the world. <laughs> I was making, I was making sex happen on wedding nights and it was really great. So now why do I care so much, right? Like wh- why do I care if two people have sex on their wedding night or not? Really? What is it? What, and what is it any of my business? Well, as I mentioned before, I've actually been married twice. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about what happened at each of my weddings. And then maybe you can understand why I'm so passionate about this and why I might think it was something that was important. So it's pretty personal, but I feel we're close, right? I can share these sorts of things with you, right? You're probably not going to tell anyone. (laughs) So my first wedding, oh my goodness, I was so young. I was this little baby Jana with a big head. You know, I had the really, really, really low budget wedding. I think we, I used fake flowers. I, I just graduated high school. I was just turned 20. We had balloons and Christmas lights as our decorations. My reception wasn't even a real reception. We just went straight from the ceremony into the little hall that was attached to the church and basically had Nanaimo bars and brownies (laughs) because most of my guests were too young to drink. So, oh, geez. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I'm saying all this out loud now, but I definitely thought I knew everything. And I even remember that day, my mom didn't want me to get married so badly that I was standing in my wedding dress with my mom on one side of me and my dad on the other, about to walk down the aisle. And my mom turned to me and she said, you know, Jana Marie, it's not too late. You don't have to do this. You don't have to go through with this. And I said, uh, mom, it, it really does feel too late. I'm literally standing here looking at a church full of people. And she said, no, it's better to call off a wedding than to be divorced. At the ripe young age of 20, I knew everything. So I was like, okay, mom, you don't even know what you're talking about. Let's on on with the wedding. (laughs) So anyways, one thing about he and I is that we were actually saving ourselves till marriage. So our wedding night was, you know, supposed to be really special. And uh, so that's why my family set up my grandpa's yacht as where we were going to stay on our first night. Because of course, again, budget friendly, but it was, it was a really cute boat docked at the yacht club and we went there and when we when we got to the boat there was they put rose petals all over and there was a little a couple of little mini bottles of champagne and some snacks it was really 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 sweet that they set it up for me but it was a very awkward space and also it was my grandpa's boat (laughs) so the bed was kind of one of those ones where it was in the bow I guess you could say of the boat so there's your bed but there's only about probably two and a half feet from the mattress to like the ceiling above you 
So it wasn't exactly uh, the ideal situation for sex. We tried for a second and then we decided that we had the rest of our lives to have sex and we just decided to go to sleep. <laughs> we were like, yeah, this is awkward. We'll do it tomorrow or something. And the worst was that the next morning, my whole family came down to the boat to bring us some breakfast. Oh my goodness. And my mom took me aside and she said, so how was it? <laughs> I told you my family is comfortable talking about sex. Where is the awkward face emoji when you need one? <laughs> uh, needless to say, I didn't really have much of a story to tell her. Uh, but the rest of our sex life in our marriage was just kind of really awkward. I mean, we were really embarrassed being naked around each other. I think it's because we'd never really been comfortable with sex. And we weren't, we didn't talk about it at all. I even remember we would like, wait to get changed till the other person wasn't in the room. We just weren't open and comfortable with each other at all. And I don't want to say that our non-boat sex started it, but it really was an indicator as to kind of where we were at sexually. We weren't comfortable to try things. We weren't comfortable to play around or just, you know, find our way around. I mean, we didn't have to do it on the bed with the roof. We could have just done it over the couch or you know anywhere else on the boat. Oh, but you know what? That's, that's what experience gets you. 20-year-old Jaina wasn't thinking that way, but... 40-year-old Jaina, 30, okay. Jaina, don't do that to yourself. 38-year-old Jaina, you know, I'm a little more creative. <laughs> so the second marriage, oh my goodness, I was determined for it to be different. I was thinking, man, like this time, this sex has got to be lit. And full disclosure, I was actually marrying a porn producer. So I'm, you know, I'm thinking like, this should be some freaky shit. <laughs> So in order to make sure that everything went as planned, I booked a hotel super close to our reception venue so that there'd be no long drives, no wasted time if we were tired, and there would be no worries if my husband drank too much. I could basically just roll him down the hill to our waiting love nest. <laughs> oh my goodness. But the problem was that my whole family also booked at the same hotel. And I remember going back and you know being excited to get back to our room. But in the hallway, we bumped into my cousin. She saw us and she just decided to follow us to our hotel room. And it's totally my fault. I take full responsibility. I didn't tell her to take a hike. I should have. I should have made that space for us. I said, hey, yo, it's our wedding night, honey. Like I could talk to you tomorrow. This is not the time for me to hear about your son's first day of kindergarten. <laughs> but nope, she let herself into our room. She sat on the bed beside me and just talked about life and her kid and Eventually, my very intoxicated new husband fell asleep on the couch and she left after effectively ruining my wedding night. <laughs> and I just sat on the bed reading cards by myself. I was so disappointed. I mean, it was definitely not what I pictured for my wedding night, especially not after all that planning. Uh, so after about a year, I decided that I wanted to try again. I wanted to, for our one year anniversary, recreate our wedding night. So I planned this very romantic date night. I told my husband I want him to save the whole night for me. So I got us tickets to stand-up comedy, but he was coming from his job and I was coming from mine. So we were meeting at comedy. We watched the show. It was amazing. It was, it was a really good time. And then after the show, I said, um, I want you to follow me. And what I had done is I had booked the exact same hotel room that we had on our wedding night. I told the hotel. They, they knew about it. I had champagne, chocolate covered strawberries. I had a recreation, a mini version of our wedding cake there waiting for us made by our actual wedding cake designer. I had lingerie waiting in the bathroom. My um, assistants who worked with me 
uh, doing makeup, they went there ahead of us, lit all the candles, played the music, made sure everything was ready to go. And like, I mean, we're talking, this was quite the setup. It was really beautifully done. So I'm very excited. I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking this is it. Like we're going to get this second chance at a wedding night, you know? So he follows me to the hotel, not knowing where he's going. And I pull into the parking lot. And when we get out of our cars, he goes, what are we doing here? And I said, oh, well, you'll see. Just follow me. I'm all excited. So we go to the room and he's like, well, wait, what? And I said, oh, just wait. Oh, take him to the room. And I open the door and it's all set up and looking all beautiful. And I'm looking at him for approval. And he just looked back at me and said, Gina, I thought we were just doing comedy tonight. And I said, okay, but I asked you for the whole night. It's our anniversary. Like you could, he goes, but I have work to do. And I was like, babe, you work for yourself. You can work anytime. And he was like, okay. So I'm like, Hey, I'll change his mind. So I go into the bathroom and I put on this really cute lingerie outfit that I had got from Victoria's Secret. I was totally feeling myself. I'm all excited. Touch my hair up, touch up my makeup. And I come out of the bathroom and I'm like, Hey, and my jaw dropped because this man, while I was in the bathroom, set up his laptop and he had started to work on the desk in the hotel room. I was so shocked, just shooketh. <laughs> so I sat on the bed. I'm just trying not to lose my shit. I'm like, okay, all right, maybe, you know, maybe I'll just give him a second. I'm not going to try and ruin the night. So I just sat there fighting back tears, honestly. And eventually he stood up and he packed up his laptop and I thought he was coming to the bed and he said, you know what? I think I could probably get a lot more work done if I went to the office. And I was just sitting on the bed, shocked. One single tear rolled down my cheek. And I will tell you, oh, I have never felt so rejected, so unspecial, so unsexy, unloved in my life up until that point. It was heartbreaking. I couldn't believe that he could stand in this room with me looking like that. He hadn't even touched any food, nothing. He was just going to go to the office. And and that was our first year anniversary. And things never got better. I mean, we were probably having sex once every three to six months for the rest of our marriage. And I just really felt like because that connection between us wasn't important on the wedding night. I mean, obviously probably wasn't before that either, but it wasn't something that we did. We didn't make time and space for each other. We didn't make time to make the, each other feel seen or important or sexy or relevant, you know? And so if it didn't happen on the wedding night, there's no reason why it would happen all of a sudden on the first anniversary or, you know, any other day really. And so I'm sure you could see that this is why it's so important to me. Sex is just so much more important to a relationship than people care to admit. I can say that because I've been in a nearly sexless, sexless marriage and to be quite honest, it was traumatizing. Neither partners feel seen, cared for, or adored and you really do miss out on, on a chance to connect with your partner on an entirely different level. The way I see sex is it's like it's your inside joke, you know, as a couple. You have relationships with all sorts of other people in the world, obviously, you know, and the one thing that really sets the two of you apart in your relationship is that you get to have that physical time together, right? Like I say, it's your inside joke. 
So well, let's get back to my movement. Now that you know why I'm so passionate about this. So I want to tell you a little, I don't want to end this on a gloomy note. Like that just wouldn't be fun at all. So I need to tell you this super adorable story about a couple of mine who saw my post on Instagram and took it very seriously. Okay. So basically what happened was this bride came to me I was not available for her reception. I was only available for her ceremony, okay? But when she did her trial with me for her ceremony, she was like, oh my goodness, Jane, I have to have you for my reception. And I said, well, I'm not available. I already have a booking at the time that you would want me. And she said, well, she already had another artist book because I told her I wasn't available, right? She goes, what if you got me ready in the morning before your reception client? I said, well, you're going to be sitting around like all day in your hair and makeup. And she said, it's, it would be worth it. I just want you so bad. And she goes, but I'll probably end up losing my deposit with the first artist because she had paid an $800 deposit to another makeup artist. No, scratch that. Her fiance's family had paid an $800 deposit to the other makeup artist. And I'm not about trying to take another makeup artist's work. So I'm like, no, 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 I'll stick with the other makeup artist. I'm sure she's great. Blah, 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 blah. She goes, no, I need you. I need your energy around me on my wedding. So it's flattering. I mean, I'm not going to argue with her. So she ended up booking me. Now her fiance was like, what the hell? What's so great about this check that I'm out $800? You know, he goes, I want you to be happy, but this is wild and crazy. And she goes, oh no, she's really great. Look, you got to see her energy. So she she sends my Instagram to her fiance. He scrolls through, immediately finds the video of me saying, you absolutely have to have sex on your wedding night. And he goes, I gotta tell you, I really feel like this was a really great investment. I think this Jaina girl, she's really onto something. I think I like her. So the two of them together decided that I was onto something and that they absolutely needed to get it in on their wedding night, no matter how tired they were, no matter how long of a day they'd had. You gotta get it in. So I got the bride ready on her ceremony day. She looked absolutely incredible. She made multiple jokes about the fact that she was gonna get it in that night. So then on the day of the reception, on the morning of, I show up to her hotel room like I usually do. And, you know, I'm not sure what happened the night before, but as soon as he leaves the room, because he went to go get his beard trimmed, I'm like, okay, girl, what's going on? She goes, Jaina, you were absolutely right. She said, we were so exhausted last night. She said, we were awake. I was awake at three o'clock in the morning for you to do my makeup. It was the world's longest day for me. I could barely keep my eyes open. She said, and all I was thinking was, oh my gosh, this really is going to be the worst most like the shortest worst sex of my life she said but Jaina we got back to the hotel room and I don't know what got into my husband or where he found the energy she goes but he threw down she was like I got a full body massage he did all the things we've never had better sex in our entire relationship and she said when it was all over I rolled over and I said to him holy shit like what was that? Where did that come from? And he said, I had to do it right. I knew you were going to be reporting back to Jaina tomorrow. (laughs) I was like, you're welcome. She's like, Jaina, you started a movement. (laughs) She's like, thank you. Thank you for what you've done. I was like, you know what, girl, (laughs) I got you. So now imagine this couple for the rest of their relationship, they get to look back on their marriage and they get to remember that night that they had this epic mind blowing sex. And that's how they started their marriage. They, they said, you know, it doesn't matter that we're tired. It doesn't matter that we've been through all this. We've had all this stress with our family. It doesn't matter that we're mentally exhausted. We're physically exhausted. We're going to set this time aside right now for each other 
to, to show each other how important that you are to each other. You're just, you're setting the tone for the whole rest of your relationship. Will you make each other a priority? The night is too relevant to be lazy. This is your legacy for the rest of your lives. Do you want to think back and say, we didn't have sex on our wedding night? Ew, why? Like, even if it's the lamest, sleepiest, most unenthusiastic 30 seconds of sex you're ever going to have together, you got to get it in because later it's better to laugh at how bad it might have been than having to say that you never even tried at all. Make that space for each other, even if it's not your wedding night. Even if you're already married, you just have to take the time to connect after all the craziness to say, I see you and to feel seen. I don't know if you remember a song by The Rock. I don't know. It was like it was like a million years ago. but I just only remember him going, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I always think about people when they give me their excuses about not wanting to have sex. Like, oh, but I was tired. It doesn't matter. But I had my period. It doesn't matter. Go in the shower. There's a solution for anything. And if you can't find a solution, hit me up. I'll find a way around it for you. We can work it out together because I am here for you. I am living for good wedding night sex because don't be a Jaina Marie because look what happened to me and you know what here's a real factoid for you when I posted that story on my Instagram I wish I kept track of how many people said oh you know what I didn't have sex on my wedding night and I'm not with my person anymore oh I didn't have sex on my wedding night and I didn't you know I'm not with my person anymore and of course okay forget the stories where it was like well my groom fell and broke his ankle on the reception night and so okay no there there are of course legitimate reasons you know like oh like okay fine cool but if it involves drinking too much not a good excuse you know because the reception night you don't have to drink so much that you can't throw it down you know what I mean you can say "Mm, I had a good enough I'm, I'm a little tipsy I can stop now because tonight I need to be ready for my woman or tonight I need to be there I need to be present for my man I need to be able to you know we need to be able to just love on each other so There you go. You heard my sermon from the Church of Jaina. (laughs) Chapter 1, verse 1. Thou shalt have sex on your wedding night. Go tell your friends. And if you know anyone who's about to get married or anyone who just got married, make sure that they listen to this podcast so we can start this movement together, okay? Now, between now and the next time I see you, just go out and be your most fabulous self and be sure to spread that beautiful, badass, big lash energy wherever you go. Thanks so much, guys. I'm out. Yeah, Jaina, would you